0: My people, my people, my people in the next 90 nation. My golly, my golly, things are just moving at a rapid fire pace. I'm so, 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 so excited to unveil some of the things that are coming down the pipe. There has been so much positive things happening in my life, and they are not by accident. They are because I have chosen to live this challenge-based lifestyle, and I've decided to level up my life 90 days at a time. This is The Next 90 with Nick, and I am your host, Nick. I am going to walk you through a proven formula on how to level up your life 90 days at a time. At a time, I am going to give you the secret recipe that has been used to create millions of dollars, has been used to resurrect marriages, it has been used to shed thousands of pounds, it has been used to like, find enlightenment and find purpose and love for men and women all over this world, and I want to give it to you because it has done so much for me. And so I set out uh, last Saturday, almost a week ago, Saturday, to summit Mount Whitney. Mount Whitney is the tallest peak in the continental United States. It is approximately 14,500 feet. Now, most of you guys are going to say, well, Mount Denali is higher. Well, Mount Denali is not in the continental United States. And you are right. But Mount Whitney he is here in California. It's in the beautiful, beautiful town of Lone Pine. If you ever want a romantic getaway, do not go to Lone Pine because Mount Whitney is the only attraction there. I'm sorry sorry to all my Lone Piners. If I have any fans in Lone Pine, I love you. I love your mountain. But it's not a pace I will be frequently, often. And so <clears throat> Mount Whitney I had tried before. I had attempted this in the dead of winter. Now, this was not necessarily my idea. I have crazy friends and I have crazy siblings. And we, um, I don't know if I've said this before, but my father, he has multiple sclerosis. And he used to be a marathon runner. And uh, I think mentally he still is a marathon runner, but physically he can't even walk. He's in a wheelchair. And so we started this foundation in his name a few years back. And the goal was to help people who were living with debilitating ailments and to make their lives more comfortable. So we started the Kevin V long foundation and what we would do is we do these crazy excursions, bike rides across the state. And one of our ideas that we had, or someone had, I think it was my brother actually was to summit Mount Whitney in the dead of winter. I am talking like full blown snow, crampons, snowshoes, ice axe. I mean, full blown mountain climbing in the winter. Now, normally, Mount Whitney is a trail that you can do in a day. You can just go up and you can go down. And uh, that's mostly during the summer. And those months specifically are like July, August, maybe September. But then any other months, there's snow and there's snow to a certain point. Well, when we tried to do this years ago in the dead of winter, there was snow everywhere. From the moment we got to the trailhead, there was snow. And it was a motherfucker. It was crazy. We had to sleep two days on the mountain. And in fact, one day when we got up to uh, right before you make an ascent for the summit, probably about a mile, maybe mile and a half from the summit, we got trapped into a blizzard. And we were in our tents, trapped inside these tents for like 18 hours. And it was crazy. It was so windy. And our breath was actually creating snow in the tent because it would come out of our mouth and would freeze and would freeze on top of the tent. And then the wind would come and it was like snowing inside our tent. One of the craziest things I've ever heard or I've ever seen. And I have a good buddy. His name is Mark and he might be listening. He is a crazy bastard himself, but I love the guy to death. And, uh, I had, I had borrowed my uncle's gear. My uncle had gone up to, uh, uh, Everest actually, and he attempted to make the summit at at Everest. Or not, I'm sorry, not the summit. He he went to stayed at base camp one and went up to base camp two and came down. But he had this gear, and this gear was rated for like down to negative thirty. So I'm like snug as a bug in a rug. I got this mummy bag, so literally just my eyeballs are out of the bag, and I'm like so warm and cozy, even though there's like this blizzard happening outside. Well, I think Mark had gone to like Walmart to get his. His sleeping bag, and I think he got like some sleeping bag you would get for like children when they went on a camp out over. And I'm exaggerating a bit, but his bag definitely was not rated as low as my bag. And so I finally fall to sleep, which was like nearly impossible. And I wake up, and here he is curled up next to me, broke back mountain style, breathing on my neck. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm so cold, man. I'm so cold. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you got like a, basically a napkin for a sleeping bag and we're in a blizzard. I'm like, you bought these pair of extra gloves? And he's like, yeah, Harry, we're in the Rockies. Anybody get that reference? I'm like, dude, you got to have the right bag. And so we end up like, I don't want to say snuggling, but we just, we had to like get closer for, for heat. And it was about survival, okay? It's about survival, people. Nothing happened on the mountain, but we survived. Needless to say, though, we did not make the summit. One, I got altitude sickness, and the rest of the group, actually, they called it because it just wasn't safe. And I've always been like, I always held this in the back of my mind. So... My cousin had reached out to me about 90 days ago and said, would you like to do Mount Whitney with me? And I'm like, hell yes, I am in. This is it. This is my body challenge. And it's also probably like a being challenge. It was more of a being challenge than it was a body challenge. Because I'm like, I have to tackle this mountain. I am going to do it. I am going to conquer that mountain. And so, needless to say, I didn't really prepare much like physically. Like, I've been surfing a lot. I run. And I'm in shape. But mountaineering is a whole different thing. And mountaineering, like where you need gear and you're carrying a, a big pack, it's a whole nother ball game. And so I didn't really prepare that well, even though I was committed in my mind to summiting this mountain. And so I I figured you know what it's end of May like it's it's going to be you know the the brisk hike up well I didn't know that they had snowpack down to about 11,500 feet so that means you know the first kind of half or two-thirds actually of if you will of the trail didn't have snow it's not like it's easy but it didn't have snow but then after that you need what's called crampons and crampons. they do exactly that they cramp onto your boot and they look like bear claws they're these steel claws in the front and and four claws down and four claws in the back and it's you're able to walk on ice and you can climb up ice literally like a ladder you kick your feet in and you take a step up and you have your ice axe you You put your ice axe in and you pull yourself up and it's, it's pretty intense, but it's super rewarding when you actually make progress. And so, uh, again, like I didn't know that I needed crampons until like a couple of days before. I just thought, Hey, I'm going to show up, I'm going to summit this mountain and I'm going to do it out of sheer willpower. And so she's like, Hey dude, did you get your ice pick and your crampons? And I said, What? She's like, yeah, there's still snow. I'm like, it's freaking almost June. She's like, yeah, but you still need it. There's going to be snow. And she's like, by the way, we're starting the hike at 3 a.m. And I'm like, what? And I don't have a headlamp or like anything. So you can kind of catch a theme here, right? So my lovely wife decides that she is going to save me as she does often and that she's going to go to REI and she's going to get crampons and an ice axe and all this kind of stuff. Keep in mind, it's almost June. I'm like, no problem. They're going to have an abundant amount of crampons. You can actually rent this stuff. And they'll have an ice axe. So she went there and she's like, babe, I got the ice axe, but the, the crampons are sold out. I'm like, what the hell? What are people doing in the middle of June climbing snowy mountains? I'm like, well, duh, you're one of them, idiot. But anyway, I was like, okay, well, what's my other option? She's like, the guy says he has a pair. And so I trusted this gentleman at REI who I've never met. Uh, and he sold her a pair of crampons. So I took the box of crampons. I put them in my bag. I packed up and I got all this equipment. I had to call my buddy Craig. Cause he's like, you know, the guy has every gadget gizmo known to man. So I had to borrow headlamps from him and warming gear. And I'm doing this all last minute, by the way, but I am committed. I am committed to climbing the mountain. Does it sound like I'm committed people? Remember the Interested versus Committed podcast? If you haven't heard it, you have to listen to it. It's called Interested versus Committed. Now, in my mind, I think I'm committed. However, my behavior is displaying that of a man that is interested because I have not prepared that well. Not physically, not from a gear standpoint, but I have trained my mind to think I am going to will myself up this damn mountain. So, we uh, we get there and we got a motorhome. I've got two little kids and they're three and two and sleeping in a motorhome with them the first night was a disaster. My son Noah is like the great escape artist from his crib and he was like ending up in nooks and crannies in the... Uh, motorhome in the middle of the night that I didn't even know existed. My daughter loves to sleep with her feet firmly pressed against my eyeballs. And like, she is a tosser and a turner, just like her dad. So it was the most miserable night's sleep. And I told my wife, I'm like, okay, This is not happening the night I'm headed to the mountain. I got to lay my gear out. I got to get ready. This mountain eluded me. I am doing this. I am climbing this mountain. You guys, my friend, are going to a very nice hotel. In fact, the nicest hotel in Lone Pine. It's called The Comfort Inn. Yes, that's right. I am dad and husband of the year. I sent them to The Comfort Inn, and they did have a free continental breakfast. (sighs) The crowd goes wild. Anyway, I send them off to the continental breakfast. I look at my crampons. They seem fairly standard, but I'm like, okay, cool. Throw. I, I pulled them out of the package. I put them in their little pouch. I look at them like, okay, cool. I didn't like fixate them to my boot. I didn't test out how to put them on. I was like, you know, I got this. I've done crampons before. A crampon is a crampon is a crampon, right? So I thought. And so here we go at, at 3 a.m. My cousin and I start our hike and we are making like really good time. We are just zipping along and, you know, we're chatting and she is a, she, it's a, it's a female, by the way. She's a beast. Like she's just rocking and a rolling and I'm, I'm breathing. And I, I felt like my legs were a little bit weak, but I'm like, I got this. My lungs were, were healthy. We were taking stops. We had a plan. We were stopping every thousand feet, every thousand vertical feet and drinking water. And we had snacks and we got to this first lake. We took our rucks off. It was about 445 in the morning. And we like had some you know, protein bars and some snacks, and we just kind of kept on keeping on. And we get to the area of the snow. So now we have gone a total of about six miles and we've gone up about almost... 3,500 vertical feet. I mean, it's it's a lot, people. Six miles doesn't seem that lot, but when you're going up 3,000, 3,500 feet, it's a lot. And so we get to the area. The sun is now up. It's probably around 7, 15, 7, 10 in the morning, and we're right on track to summit this mountain at 10.30 to 11 o'clock, which was our plan all along. I'm feeling good. I can tell she's pumped, and it's like, okay, time to put on the, uh, the crampons. I pull out my crampons, and I'm like, these just kind of seem weird as I was starting to put them on. And then it was like missing this piece. And we so then we found the piece, but then the piece wouldn't work. And we luckily, like MacGyver, this guy, I don't even know his name. This guy MacGyver comes up, and uh, he's got like this pocket tool thing. And he snaps on the front, and I'm like, sweet, we're good. Meanwhile, we've killed about 20, 25 minutes trying to figure it out. My cousin, Delaney, she's like ready. She's got her crampons on. She's like let's go, let's go, let's go up the mountain. Come on. And I'm like, I got this. Okay. And so I, I, I look at my crampons in there. Like they were, they were together by shoestring. And like, this doesn't mean anything to you, but they need to be like con they need to be like hard because you're stepping into snow and they need to fixate to your boot and you need to be able to step in the snow and then pull your foot out and go to the next thing. And so I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there and I, I can't get this thing on. Finally, I get it on, and I think, well, I'm ready. I'm like, Delaney, let's go. I take about three steps into the snow. My crampon goes into the snow. My boot comes up. My crampon stays in the snow, and I take a step, and I almost fall on my face because I'm on sheer ice, and I'm like, what the hell? So I try this two to three times, and every time it's the same result. Step, step out of the crampon. Step into the crampon. This crampon goes into the snow, and I am not. I haven't traveled not even four steps. And I'm like, shit. And I can see my cousin getting anxious. And I said, Delaney, just go, I'll figure it out. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And there was all, there was kind of groups that were making a run at the top. And I'm like, just make sure you're safe. And she's like, okay, I'll see you up there. And as she left, like I kind of knew, I kind of knew in my heart of hearts that it wasn't going to happen. And I started thinking like, how did this happen, Nick? How did this happen? And it said, I said, you know what? Is because I prepared, I failed to prepare. And because I failed to prepare, I prepared myself to fail. I had was teetering on the cusp of interested and committed, and I didn't fully commit. I could have tested all this stuff out the night before, two weeks before. Like I thought that I could just out of sheer desire and will get myself up there without a plan, without a proven plan that would guarantee me and remove all the non-negotiable stuff and all the roadblocks and say, I am going to get to the top. And it just so happens that like, I was asking everybody, I was like trying to panhandle for, for crampons. I'm like, Hey, sir, do you have an extra pair? Miss, do you have an extra pair? And they're like, who brings an extra pair of crampons? I'm like, well, Probably me because that's what I'm going to do next time. I'm going to bring seven pairs of crampons because I'm getting up this damn, damn mountain next time. And I stood there for about an hour and I, I ended up meeting this, this, um, this cool, this, they weren't a couple, they were friends and I don't know really what was going on with them. But they were a cool group and I, I forget the, the, the woman's name but I think it was Pega and then the guy's name was Dave Snow. And they were hilarious as shit. And I was telling them my story and I told them about the first time I didn't make the mountain and I'm telling them about this and we're sitting there and they're putting their crampons on. And Dave is like, Mr. Mountain Man, he's offering to duct tape them and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, dude, I've tried everything. It's just not going to happen. And so I had told them about my podcast and I said, you know what, in life, there is no losing, there is only learning, and I'm going to turn this into a learning lesson for myself, and then I'm going to share it with the next 90 Nation. I'm going to share it with you, Dave, I'm going to share it with you, Pega, and, and this is going to be the, when you fail to prepare, you better prepare to fail episode. And so I did not make it up to the top of Mount Whitney for a second time. I my 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 roadblocks were stronger than my actual desire and commitment to get up that mountain. And what does this have to do with ninety day challenges? Everything, it has everything to do with 90 day challenges. If you just do these half ass challenges and you don't sit down and actually take the time to figure out where you need to be at in 30 days, where you need to be at in 60 days and what you're actually going to look like in 90 days. If you don't write out your plan, you don't have a core four plan on a week by week basis. If you're not doing your return in your ports in your general's tent and accessing the power that you got inside of your core four, Like you're gonna be a man on a mountain that can't go any further than your actual skill set can take you. And the core four and these 90 day challenges is about increasing our capacity, increasing our skill set so you don't get stuck on the ice watching people ascend to the top of the mountain to ascend to the top of their goals while you're sitting there panhandling, begging, waiting for someone to come save you. Nobody is coming to save you. You must save yourself. You must be prepared. Learn from me. I preach this shit. I like literally have a podcast about this and I broke my own cardinal rule which was D. Tales matter, and be committed. Don't be interested, and that's what this is all about, people. I am not perfect. I am just a man. I fuck up all the time, but I get to learn because I've trained my body to have perspective. I trained my mind actually to have perspective. I trained my body to adapt and to learn. And I wish I could have just went on my belly with my ice pick, but that just wasn't a reality. And so I have to go back to the drawing board and I have to take this lesson and I have to figure out how I'm going to summit that mountain. So my question to you tonight is, where in your life are you failing to prepare? And what are you actually preparing to fail at? Is it your marriage? Is it your body? Is it your bank account? Is it all of the aspects of the core four that you think you're just gonna, because you listen to this podcast and you have a sheer desire that you're gonna will yourself to your 90-day goals. You have to have a plan and you need to be able to execute on that plan. I did not have one. And therefore, I have not summited Mount Whitney. And here's the saddest part. I came down that mountain with fury because I was so pissed off. I I made it down. I don't even know how long. Probably three hours. It took me, you know, probably five or six to get there. And I came down in half the time. And guess what? Just as I walked into camp, just as I sat down and I poured myself a cup of coffee, there's one place, one place on that damn mountain where your cell phone will work. Anybody want to guess where it is? You're goddamn right. It's at the top. And I get a picture of Delaney, a selfie of her holding the summit sign with the elevation. And I'm like, ah, so happy for her and so deflated for me. And she reached that summit at 1045, which is the exact time that she had planned. She had done the work. She had trained her body. She deserved to be on the top of the mountain because she did what was required. And I did not I did not so I'm going to take this lesson and hopefully you will too and you'll figure out where you are failing to prepare and you're preparing yourself to fail and you will look up to that mountain that's in front of you which is a 90 day challenge and you will figure out by hook or by crook by cramp or by stamps I don't know how you're going to get up that mountain and I tell you what Mount Whitney You are a dirty little beast, but I'm coming for you, girl. I am going to get you. So my friends, head over to ownthenext90.com. Download the gap map. Make your plan. Attack your plan. Prepare yourself for victory. Prepare yourself for summit. And stand up on top of that mountain where the air is thin, and there's very few that are there, but the view is fantastic, And your signal is clear. So to Mark, I didn't have you there to cuddle with, buddy. I needed you on this one. And to the Delaney, congratulations on reaching the summit. And to Mount Whitney, you little dirty beast. All I got to say is you will not give me a third time. Until next time, my friends, own your next 90. I'm out.